So hello, I'm Joe Baines and this is a podcast or a video blog on uh, life hacks and uh, I've got here Darcy Selman. Right, so Darcy. Wait, I got it right. Okay, Darcy. So how have you optimized your life? How have I optimized my life? Yeah. What is it you do on a regular basis? Little things you do that have allowed you to over a period of years or whatever optimize what you do? Um, I think that I'm not thinking of at all. Optimize my life more than anything else because it just affects every single aspect of your life even when you think it doesn't. Okay, and, and, and anything you do on a daily basis that, um, I don't know, like the way you brush your teeth or what you do in the morning, what drink you have in the morning or anything that sort of... I can't do anything until I've had Is it any kind of special coffee? You make it in any special way or...? Uh, yeah, I have a big mug. I use the same mug. I won't use any other mug. It's my mug. I have a strong coffee. Uh, <laughs> Did you make it any special way? No. 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 I do that. I have a special music. Good morning. I have my phone for a little while. Okay, so what do you do that would be useful to others? In what way? Anything. Anything at all. How you get changed, how you eat, how you anything you do. Say, say you had kids uh, or your younger self sitting opposite you. What would you want them to know? What would you want them? What would you want to pass on to them? I would tell them that um, all you actually earn is time, and you may as well enjoy it. You don't earn anything but time. And how would they enjoy that? What is it? Once you know that, and you know that material items don't mean anything. You know, once you realise all your own time, then you may as well enjoy it, you know? Yeah. It's not all about chasing money. You know, people sit behind an office desk for 50 years so they can go and retire on a beach. And it's like, well, well now you're 65. Just go to a beach and be poor. If that's what you want to do, you know. If you enjoy, I know, acting, uh, but it doesn't pay well, well then go and do it because you'd be richer than if you did your stupid office job, had loads of money in the bank, but had a, a bad life. Yeah. Well, money doesn't make you happy, sometimes it says. Yes. There's a, there's a saying uh, most people spend their life um, exchanging their health or wealth, yeah. and then later in life they spend their wealth and trying to exchange their wealth for health. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so they're doing that. And, um, so what have been your most pivotal moments in your life? You know, if you, if you go from the day you were born, what were the crossroads in your life? What, what decided the course of your action? You know, what happened along your life when, ah, that was a pivotal moment that did this for me and that was a pivotal moment. And then how long do we have? Like about oh. nine days? <laughs> what, what, like just pick the three, five, whatever, the biggest ones. You go, ah oh, yeah, that was really important. That set the stage. Oh God. Um, well, I've had a pretty hideous life. Um, it's just a bit monstrous. 
like books about it, but probably are books about it. Um, I don't know, stage in my life. I got put in a mental hospital when I was 16. I was depressed, anorexic, and nearly died. Changed everything. I was back again when I was 18. Um, Coming to terms with myself, I suppose. It took a while. Well, so what what led you into comedy? Well, um, you know, like um, everyone has like a natural creative output. Like, some people have art, and like if you're told them to create and draw, other people do poetry, music. You know, there's various different arts, and I think everyone has a leans towards one because they have a that's what their creative output is, or their preferred one. Um, I had a very troubled life, I was really unwell for a long time, uh, like just mental problems and stuff. And then um, my creative output was always comedy, I don't know why, but it was. And then, uh, so I wrote tons of comedy for ages, I never really did anything with it because I never thought to go on stage because I didn't have confidence. And then, uh, Someone said, if you don't try it, you'll look back and be like, we never even tried. Yeah. So I did, and then I got hooked, and then it kind of made me better because then I've grown a little bit of confidence, you know, I'm helping other people, I like me. I just, I kind of enjoy that. Okay, and so, so what, do you, what else do you do apart from company? Um, I work in recruitment. In recruitment? Yes. Does comedy help in that or does...? No. No? Uh, I, I do recruitment because it pays the bills. I do comedy because it makes me happy. And what has been your uh, biggest moments in comedy? Um, there have been quite a few, I suppose. Doing a couple of big clubs. Doing Glee. Doing hot water comedy. Um, there's been so many, I don't know, people recognising me, people finding me online, getting signed, I got signed after about four months, that was nice. Alright, who are you signed with? Well, I'm not signed with them anymore. Alright, oh, okay. Because I, it was too soon. Yeah. And like it was my decision to end it, and I think it was a good decision. So if anyone wants to sign me, just talk to her. Just talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so where do you see your um, your life in like five years time? Well, um, I'd like to be an astronaut, brain surgeon, part-time physicist. I would no uh, five years. I'd like to do well at comedy because I've already got the material. That's the thing. I spent 15 years writing, so I have like an insane amount of material written. So I could probably do two or three DVDs anyway, or two if I cut out the crap. But I, I don't know. I'd like to do well at comedy. Okay, and um, so, so in, in, you mentioned physicists, and you know, and. Um, you know, like Brian, Professor Brian Cox. Yeah. Yeah. He used to be a magician, and then he became a uh, an astrophysicist, yeah. and now he's uh, a presenter of some sort uh, on um, 
on TV, radio, and everywhere. I um, start with fancy. Oh, you do? I don't like guys that Okay, all right, yeah, well, as it turns out a lot of people fancy him, yeah, because he's very charismatic. He's clever, he's funny. Yeah, have you seen The Infinite Munchie Cake? Or, or what? Or, or, you don't know. It's, it's, um, it's a radio program he does with, um, who is he? Darren O'Brien, he does it with him. Oh, yeah. Um, really funny. It's basically where they um, talk about science, but in a funny way. Uh, they make jokes about it, basically. Uh, so, what um, what qualities make somebody successful? What? Persistence. That's one word answer. Persistence. In anything. Yes. Yeah. So, so as long as you've got persistence, you will succeed. Yeah, because it's all the same. You could say persistence, drive, motivation. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all persistence. But you can't make yourself motivated. Like, yeah. If you want something, keep doing it. Good. You get good at stuff. Just keep chasing the thing. Uh, Gary Delaney said a uh, really good quote. He said, within comedy, he said, everyone that wants to get to the same destination anyway, but you're all on different roads. So it's like, you know, one might go really quickly, but then stop for a while, and someone else, you know, just goes slowly and gets the whole way there. Like it took him ten years to get, you know, to get famous, and uh, he quit for three years. And then, but now you know he's a well-known comedian. Like I, I'm going quite quickly at the moment, and uh, you know, you don't know if I'm into a block. You just don't know. So you just have to just be persistent. If you want something, go for it. Keep your eye on the goal. Don't look anywhere else. So you need focus as well then? Yeah. Yeah, so you need to be persistent, focused on your goal, day in, day out, day in, day out. Yeah, obsessed. Obsession, okay, so you have to be obsessed. So persistence is basically being obsessed yeah. on one thing, yeah. whatever that one thing is. Okay, and what gets you up every day? Um, my bladder, <laughs> Okay. And uh, what gets me up every day? Um, um, I don't know really. I like I like creative, being creative. I like writing jokes. I enjoy life sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like that life is such a strange thing. You know, like we're conscious of our own existence, which is really unusual. It's weird. We know we're alive. If you just enjoy it, you know? I think it's kind of like, I don't like when I use the word blessing because I don't believe in God or anything, but I just think, you know, it's so unusual that we have this consciousness. It's magical, really. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do, would it, do you think other animals have it? Or like dolphins? They're supposed to be... I say dolphins do, don't they? We don't know. Monkeys, maybe? Yeah. They could have been there in some way because we've got the neocortex, haven't we? Yeah. Well, there's, um, uh, there's an Indian mystic, Sadhguru, who's called himself, and uh, he says that basically all these depression, illnesses, anxiety, uh, all these mental illnesses that we have, uh, we only have them because we have this amazing tool called the neocortex. Uh, but if you cut that out, 
you'll be in bliss all the time. You'll always be happy. Um, what makes us unhappy is that we've got this amazing tool called the Neocodic and we just don't know how to use it. Yeah. And that's it. That's all it is. If you knew how to use it, like a car, you'd be quite happy. Or if you remove it, you'll be quite happy. Yeah. And animals don't have that, so animals are always happy. So. It's true. I mean, you've got the, the hierarchy of needs, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. I think they've all changed recently anyway, but you know, you can trick it into it. The thing with humans, you can, like for example, you could be homeless, but be really happy because you've convinced yourself that performing comedy is the only goal and that's what makes you happy. So like Buddhists are the happiest people ever because they trick the brain into releasing that. They all religious people trick the brain into being into happiness by believing in a magic man in the sky. So good for them, I wish I could do it, but I can't. You know, but for me, you know, I want all the other things, you know, I want a house, a family, partner, success, recognition is a big one. I don't know. So, so what do you think happens when you die? You rot. But, so, but do you believe in uh, there's a soul or anything no, like that? No, because clever monkeys we rot. We rot. The same as all the other animals, there's no difference. We die and we rot. We're 99% the same as fruit flies. Yeah. We, we well, just, because monkeys, how people don't think that monkeys are beyond me. We, we can, it's just improvable that we are just... Well, we, we, we're actually from a single amoeba, single cell amoeba. Yeah. Um, it's gone all the way through. Well, in, in Buddhism, they believe that everything is conscious. So this table is conscious. Uh, everything. Uh, table. Sorry? I have issues with this table. Yeah, do you? So everything has consciousness. Uh, yeah. Even like the, the, the sun has consciousness, the earth has consciousness. I'm not really. I don't really do that. Yeah, yeah, no, but it, so what they have is that. And so, therefore, everything everything is just so. I, I don't know if you looked into um, quantum physics. Yeah. So, one of the theories in quantum physics is that um, what is it? I mean, you know, they found the, the refresh rate of the universe or something. All right. So there's um, there's some group of scientists who are looking into uh, the universe as a simulation and they reckon I don't know how they've done it but they reckon that the universe has a refresh rate and they found it and it's 24 or is it one with 24 zeros after it so it's um like one trillion 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 what, what the whole thing starts again no how fast it refreshes so apparently this is just a simulation and this so if you imagine the universe is a 3D TV um the universe refreshes, you know, like a TV screen refreshes 100 times a second. Well, the universe refreshes trillions and trillions of times a second all the time. And they reckon they've also found the pixel in the universe, and it's the size of the flank length. Um, There's something about time as well they found. Oh, but the other thing they found is time doesn't exist. What time have you existed in measures and decaying Yeah. They found that, um, and space doesn't exist without time. So they're, they're two are somehow linked. I can't remember. I remember watching some documentaries. Do you want to hear my theory on life? Go on. Okay, my theory on life is people are like, oh, well, life is really weird and strange and unusual. But yeah, if you mix uh, hydrogen and oxygen, 
will get water. That is just a simple chemical reaction. One plus two equals three. So like, that's a very simple thing. But there's much more complicated reactions in physics and nature that just exist. Um, yeah, so like the simple reactions that lead to other things like you know, hydrogen, oxygen, water, and a million other chemical reactions that we know happens. But that's just simple reactions. You get more complicated. You add air, water, electricity, the, the exact uh, atmosphere that we've got. And then it's just what will happen every single time with these certain elements in place is you'll get life. Because it'll, it's just, it follows a pattern. This is just what happens. Mathematical pattern. Yeah, but that, what happens is, yeah, you'll, you'll get life. Life will evolve because it, nothing's left to chance. This is just what happens. But the problem with all this happening is it means the future's written, which it has to be written anyway. Yeah. Because nothing comes to chance. The universe will exist. We're in this stupid little planet thing. With all the elements that created life. And like categorically, what will happen will happen because nothing can be left to chance. Because there is no chance. Because that's, we follow the mathematical formula of what happens in this planet. Yeah. In fact, in quantum physics, one of the things they say is they can't tell the difference between past time, the present, and the future. So they reckon, um, and I don't know how they reckon this, they reckon in, in quantum physics that all of time exists all at the same time. Um, and so so we are three-dimensional, well, no, we're four-dimensional beings. Yeah. So we live in the fourth dimension, which is time. So we can move around in the in the in the third dimension and the second dimension. You know, you can move around all over the place, right? You can go up there, you can go up there, you can come back in. But because we are fourth dimension creatures, but imagine if you are a fifth dimension creature. If you were living in the fifth dimension, you could now move through time in the same way that we can move through space. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, that's that's the one of the theories. Uh, in that, and so if you were in the sixth dimension, uh, and they've been able to, they've done some mathematics on this, very complicated maths on this, and I don't completely understand it, but they've been trying to see how far they can push their dimensions, and they've got to, I think it was 10 or 11 dimensions, and they couldn't get any further than that. They were like, once you get to 10 or 11 dimensions, that, that you can't create another dimension after that because there's no more gains. So, yeah. Weird, yeah. Strange. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, do you want to plug your show? Uh, I have a show. It's called Darcy Silver. I know you are. Um, it is a comedy stand-up. It's quite dark in places. A lot of places. Um, uh, there's no real theme to it. It's just dark stand-up. What? All right. Do you? Is your audience transgender? No, not to know of. I didn't ask them, but probably not. Okay. And, and, and uh, where, where is it? What time is it? Oh, that's a good thing to tell you. Yeah. So it's at Bar Planet in um, Baxter Place at 1 o'clock every day, 1 p.m. lunchtime every day. And it's also at Glass Monkey on Drummond Street every day. Well, for now, 3 o'clock. And then at, on the 16th, it goes to 4 o'clock. All right, wow. Come along, it's quite funny. We've it's, got a good review. Yeah, and um, what, what did it get from the reviews? Um, 
it said that um, the opening title was Go See Darcy's Show, which I thought amazing. It said uh, that uh, I'm just what coming to meet. Lots of nice things. Nice, brilliant. Well, I'll, I'll post that. I'll post uh, a poster of your thing on there and uh, the reviews. Come along, it'll be fun. My face is so fucking Yeah, mine's quite fat. I think I've been eating too much. That's really good. Yeah, brilliant. I'm so orange. Yes. When I'm in charge of the world, when I'm overlord of the universe, orange is going. You're going to get rid of it? Oh my god, that is not good because my I, I love orange. In fact, I have a tattoo which is orange. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, I've got a tattoo which is orange, uh, which means adventure, and the green means peace. Oh. It's the yin and the yang. So, we could fly. Orange can do. Yeah. <laughs> what don't you like about orange? Um, the colour of it. Oh, right, okay. It's a my eyeballs. And it, it, does it conjure up any feelings or emotions? Yes, hatred, anger, okay. desire to kill me. I knew I shouldn't have worn this. <laughs> and your background is orange. Yes, I know. Yeah. Orange yeah. <laughs> 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 over there. Brilliant. All right. Thank you very much.